Today's podcast is brought to you by the Curtain Jerks Podcast, the funniest wrestling podcast on the internet, full of sketches, improv comedy, and interviews with real WWE impact and other wrestlers. To check out their stuff, go to soundcloud.com slash curtain jerks. Make sure to leave comments. Enjoy. everybody and welcome to the sports 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 podcast i'm joel anderson i'm jordan palmville and joining us as always is the, the sports, sports outsider, outsider phil ranta hey how's it going i don't know much about sports yeah you do know a lot about this intro because you stepped on my line phil no i aided and abetted <laughs> aided and abetted yep i'm uh, an accessory to your you uh intro uh catch any games this week phil no I didn't catch uh, March, any games. March Madness. Yeah, I you, know. I'm in the in the draft. I or in the you in the bracket. You fill out a bracket. Yep. Do you know who your champ is? Uh, my champ was Michigan State University. So didn't pick. Didn't pick mine. a great one. Didn't pick nope. a great one. Uh, that's what I hear. But I just looked at the email that that Ty, who runs the draft, sent out, and I'm right in the middle. Well, good. Good. I actually I finished I finished the first two rounds in the 89th percentile on ESPN. Whoa! Yeah. Tell I me mean, about that 11 percent, Joel. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean Michigan State was my champion. So, yeah. uh, not great. Uh, yeah, big 15-2 upset. Uh, that's my fault. I jinxed it by both not watching much Michigan State basketball so far this year. That was the one game I'm going to catch all year. That's what jinxed it? They care about you? I think it was all the floor slapping on defense. <laughs> I think maybe when you're losing to a 15 seed, yeah. slap the floor a bit less on well, D. Uh, could be. Well, you know, they, they, they traditionally say hands up on D. Yeah. I've never heard a coach say slap the Listen, floor if, on D. If you take out the 15-2 run that opened the game, they won. You know, there was a 15-2 run. Yep, they were when down. it was a 15 seed against a second seed. Yep. What are the odds? The same as the seeds was Low. what the run was. Low would be would probably be the answer. That's yeah. Incredible. By the way, I was in Vegas. You could not get money line on that game. Really? Yeah. You could only you could only I think bet on the with the spread. You, what was the spread? It was a lot. It was one of those things. Like, it might have actually been totally off the board because it was like, you know, it was a 15 and a two. Oof. Yeah. Could not bet on that game. I mean, karmic balance for probably some past Michigan State years, I guess, would be the way to to look at it. But, yeah, that was a rough one. I may not watch another game in the whole tournament. Just uh, really, really spoiled. By the way, uh, my folk man, Karmic Balance, is going to be playing at the Ice House next week. <laughs> you guys want to Rio 2016 Summer Olympics Death Watch. Rio 2016 Summer Olympics Death Watch. Watch, watch, watch. Brought to you by... Grayson brand coffins. What better way to enjoy your death for eternity than Grayson brand coffins? They've got padded insides, rocky insides, sandy insides, or new grassy insides. The grass will die along with the corpse of your loved ones with Grayson brand coffins. Wow, that those sound great. Yeah, Some, yeah. Sometimes, like the 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 sky opens up and the sun shines down, and and a sponsor and, and a segment <laughs> line up just perfect. Well, yeah. I just like that if you're an outdoorsman, you might want to be buried in a grassy oh, coffin. Yeah. Oh yeah, I or if that. you know you have any sailor friends, people yeah. who love the beach, might want to be in a sandy, sandy coffin. coffin. Yeah, don't know about the rocky. The Rocky yeah, Coffin. I, I like, think I want the Rocky Coffin, you know? You know what? I'm waiting for them to come out with their Watery Grave series. <laughs> <laughs> Rio cancels Olympic velodrome test. 
What? Subheadline, don't worry, it's not what you think. It's because it's not finished. Oh. Well, they didn't, oh, they What's better, a velodrome? It's what you do indoor track cycling in. By the yeah. way, the sub-subheadline was only Joel cares about this, oh, which okay. we got from the what. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. By, by the way, uh, one of the most best times I've ever had at a sporting event, uh, I went down to the like, U.S. track cycling championships at the velodrome in Carson, and it was great. Like, seriously, uh, every, I mean, it was mostly empty. Tickets were like 10 bucks. It was mostly empty? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, this is a great sporting tradition that people have forgotten, and there's all sorts of, like, awesome events, and everyone should go see it. Anyway, that's my... So, unfortunately, so it, it, Velodrome, the indoor track yeah. okay. for uh, cycling. Yep. Uh, the one with the slanted sides, right? Yes. So you don't yeah. go flying off. That's right. So they're going super fast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rio de Janeiro uh, Olympics organizers have canceled the only test event for the indoor cycling at this year's games. Oh, dear. Hmm. Because the velodrome will not be ready in time, a spokesperson said. Uh, the event was going to take place uh, May uh, 1st, but velodrome's not going to be done until May 31st. Oh. Ooh. My birthday is May 3rd. So, well, don't worry. The track, the track <laughs> Wait cycle- a second. You're... You were planning your birthday party at the Velodrome in Rio de Janeiro, weren't you? Well, yeah, I thought the Velodrome was a cool nightclub. Well, no, but, I mean, worse news, it's not going to be finished in time for your birthday, Phil. Aw, shucks. Better news, there's plenty of nightclubs in Brazil. Okay, good. Will will there be ones with booty shaking? All of them, really. Really? Um, uh, Said the spokesperson, the track cycling test event has been canceled. And will be replaced by a training opportunity the tw- 25th of June to the 26th of June. You know, instead of testing it out for safety, we're just going to open it up at the Olympics and let them sort of figure it out for themselves if it's yeah, safe. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, that's probably good. If idea. they die, it's not safe. Said that Georgian Olympian who died on the luge training back in Canada. Oh. It is trap. <laughs> Nay, it is death trap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's from the country, Georgia. Not yeah. from the state. Oh, that's why I was it's like say, a Russian terrible accent. No, no. So you know, that's like Usually a Russian the accent. Is like, oh, I got the vapors. I'm from Georgia, and so forth. The spokesperson said, "We are 120 percent confident it will be ready in time for the Olympics." That is the percentage of someone would use if they are absolutely lying about this. Oh yeah, yeah. 120. No one says that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's someone who's very unfamiliar with cliches. Some right. people say 110. Right. 120, you're clearly overcompensating. Yeah. Clear. That's why I like to say 101. Because uh, that means oh, yeah. that I'm See, sure that's... with a little bit of spice. Yeah. I like that. 101%. Yeah. 110 is just talk. Yeah. 101, though. You've that's thought about it. Real you, can, talk. you can back that up. Yeah, I'm 1% yeah. better. Uh, the spokesperson blamed the delays on logistical problems caused by raw materials imported from Siberia. Nice. Blame, Blame the Russians. <laughs> yeah. I, I see I see this spokesperson went to an American PR school. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Watched way too many James Bond in movies. The, in the eighties. Yeah. Uh it should be noted the twenty sixteen Rio Olympics official state has a much cheerier pe- press release about this. What I've been reading you is from the Sydney uh Morning Herald. Uh the Rio official site uh is, is really super happy about it. It's like, hey, the safety test was canceled because it's better to be safe than sorry. IOC just killing it. Yeah. Just killing it. I mean, 
they, they did with that Georgian athlete. Yeah, with that poor Georgian sure. athlete. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A uh, reminder to tune in. South America's first Olympic Games begin on August 5th and run until August 21st. Knock on wood. Or not. Yeah. Right, or never. <laughs> Rio 2016 Summer Olympics Death Watch. Rio 2016 Summer Olympics Death Watch. 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 Brought to you by Grayson Brand Coffins. If somebody dies and you want to put them into the ground, don't just throw them directly into the ground because then they're going to get dirt in their face. Instead, first put them inside of a coffin, make sure that they're comfortable and they can spend an eternity in comfort inside of one of our Grayson Brand Coffins. They're really reasonably priced. It's the best sponsor we've ever had. Yeah, I think absolutely. so. I'm just going to go ahead. They have a very good sell. Very, very personable salesperson. Yeah, yeah. I like that the, he sounds enthusiastic about his product. <laughs> the, no no hokey catch lines like a lot of our other sponsors. Yeah, yeah, yeah over, overwrought, too. Yeah. Uh, well, who's in the show today? Uh, well, we have, we have big news. Joining us on the show today is none other than a candidate for the Democratic uh, presidential nomination. Hillary Clinton? No. Oh, the one that's going to lose. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Bernard Sanders, sure. Demo- uh, or Democratic Socialist of Vermont, okay. yeah. uh, is going to be on the show to clear the air. What is about he? Wait sports? a minute. Wait a minute. This is still a sports podcast. I know I yeah. was gone for a few months. I had yeah. a fever dream of what happened in between. <laughs> sure. One of it was like a Wikipedia article for an entire episode. <laughs> sure. Okay. But what does Bernie Sanders have to do with sports? I, 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 what uh, is he well, clearing the air about that has I to mean, do with sports? A- apparently, apparently, uh, as a part of his campaign, he, uh, he's going to start driving NASCAR. Oh, yeah. He is a NASCAR enthusiast. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. He's very grassroots. He is very yeah. grassroots. So this would be a way to drum up more support. I think, yeah. I mean, he... he, he Needs it in those southern states. He didn't do well in the southern states. Yeah. And I think this is his idea that this is how he's going to sort of broaden his, his influence. Of course, the southern states are done voting, so he might be a little late on it. But that's neither here nor there. The important thing is that... Media firestorm, Bernie Sanders on the podcast today. Wow. Talking to us. Huge get. Way to go, Jean. Well, we have to have somebody else on the podcast, right? Yeah. We have Adam LaRoche's son. Ah. No, not his son. Sorry. His son's best friend. Oh, I see. Yeah. Drake LaRoche's best friend. Scotty Daniels. Scotty Daniels. Daniels. Yeah. Good American name. Uh, (laughs) Any relation to uh, Lacey Daniels or JJ Daniels from Granville, Michigan? Absolutely not. Or Rory McDougal? Rory McDougall died in that coal mining accident. Uh, uh, Rory is kind of a more old person's coal miner <laughs> name anyways. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what's going on with that kid? Oh, they uh, kicked uh, Adam LaRoche, quit the White Sox rather than bring his son around more. They said, less. Bring his son around less. Oh, yeah. They, well, yeah. Apparently, they, he could not have brought his son around more. Yeah, he, brought, he had his son hanging out at the clubhouse. His, his son had his own locker with the White Sox. And the general oh, manager nice. came in and said, eh, how about we knock it off with this? And LaRoche said, you know, you know what? Fuck it. I'm done. I'm going to quit. Good. Kids first, lead yeah. from behind. So we couldn't get Adam, and we couldn't get Drake the son, but, okay. but we have Drake's best friend, Joey, Scotty Daniels. Scotty Daniels, <laughs> good American. We name. said it there like, you go. literally thirty seconds ago. I forgot. Uh. And news, news, news. Uh, no news, news, news. Nope, none of that. <laughs> no news, news, news. I do believe though, and it's ironic that I'm the one remembering <laughs> oh, this. We have a wide world of weird sports this week, don't we? Yes, we do, Joel. Yeah, we do. But first, character bit. Joining us now on the podcast is Scotty Daniels, best friend of Drake LaRoche, who is the son of uh, Major League Baseball player, former Major League Baseball player, Adam LaRoche. Hey, guys. Hey, Scotty. Hey, Scotty. Hey. How, How you doing? 
I don't know. It kind of sucks. Yeah. Well, right. hey, I mean, the school year's wrapping up. You got to be excited about that. Not really. You're finishing seventh grade, right? Yeah. I used to have cool things to do, though. Well, I was going to say, oh. I know that's not going to happen this summer, but could you tell us what happened or anything like that? Or? Yeah, it sucks. So I know this <laughs> kid, and I used to hang out in the locker room for a uh, baseball team, and they were Right, saying, you're talking about Drake? Yeah, Drake. Not the, no relation. Drake LaRoche. Yeah. Not the Drake. Not Drake. Right. Drake LaRoche. We used to hang out in the locker room. We used to have fun. Be, kids in school would be jealous. Now we apparently we can't anymore because his dad's a dinghole. <laughs> well, wait, wait a minute. I, I, don't, I don't know about that. I mean, he, he quit because he wouldn't let his son come by. Yeah, yeah. he quit instead of fighting for the, the, his own child. Total well, I mean, dinghole. Well, I feel like that's a kind of mean thing to say. Yeah. Someone else's dad. I mean, Hashtag he, dinghole. Well, especially because this is someone who's afforded you so much fun in, in previous seasons, right? Yeah, yeah, but there's other kids in school I could have hung out with and had fun. And in Ken Williams' defense, I mean, it's it's they're, they're like a professional baseball team. You can't have, like, you know, seventh graders hanging around oh, You're boring. You're <laughs> so boring. Well, wait, well, who else could you have been hanging out with that you would have been having a better time Oh, do you know uh, Darren Christopher? Darren Christ? No, I don't. That's a nickname. His actual name is Rory. (laughs) Okay. I I still call him Darren Christopher. Still doesn't ring a bell, but okay. Yeah, he's got a Wii U. Okay, that's pretty He's got like 12 games. That's a lot. He's got lots of Wii controllers with nunchucks, so it's even better than the tablet. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's almost as cool as hanging out in a baseball clubhouse, but it's way cooler than not hanging out in a baseball clubhouse. (laughs) Well, yeah. I could have been spending time with him and building that relationship. <laughs> you know, really networking with Rory. Well, I mean, who who else o- other than Rory? I mean, okay, the Wii U, that's that's cool, but that's a video game. That's not even like an athletic event. That's not even, you know, it's kind of sedentary. You know uh, Jessica McLean? Jessica McLean. Jessica, well, is she in your class? Yeah. No, no, I oh, know. She's <laughs> got huge boobs. Uh, that's... But feel a little inappropriate. Your no, boots are huge. Okay, fair. Okay. Let's, uh, yeah. So I could have been trying to touch those. <laughs> Instead, I was hanging out in a baseball clubhouse I can't even hang out with anymore because stupid Drake. I was going to say, I would think those guys might give you some good advice on how to maybe touch those. Yeah, boots. I should have asked about it because those I guys, thought they'd be around forever. Those guys have probably touched a lot of boobs. Yeah, I know. That's why I used to want to be a baseball player until I found out they were dingholes. Hopefully none attached to seventh graders, but, you know, yeah. Yeah. They wouldn't be able to get Jessica McLean anyways. She's so much hotter than they are. I would really hope that they wouldn't attempt to get Jessica McLean. Who who in your class could even get Jessica McLean, though? You you know who could. (laughs) McCarthy Thompson. What? Yeah. No, you I know McCarthy. I thought it'd be Ian Peterson for sure. Ian Peterson, that kid eats his boogers. Yeah, but he looks good doing it. He what does. If, He's got the the shaggy hair. Yeah, but what about Seamus O'Houlihan? There's no such person <laughs> as Seamus O'Houlihan. Why is he making up names? I don't know. I actually got your yearbook Total in front of dinghole. me. Total dinghole. What Ian about Peterson Patty McGillicuddy? There's no Irish people in my school. It's mostly French kids. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what about uh, Guy Donier? Stop. Stop trying to relate to me like my Uncle Carl. My Uncle Carl is so uncool. He does his taxes and wears suspenders. <laughs> All right. Okay. I, I, am, I am terribly sorry that your summer vacation is No, been... it's just ruined. That's what, you know, whatever. You know, my dad says that maybe I should just learn how to play baseball so someday I can hang out in my own clubhouse. Yeah, why yeah. I think that'd be wanna, a positive yeah, thing. Why, why did you want to hang out in the clubhouse so much if you don't even play baseball? 
Because I was thought that Jessica would let me touch her boobs. Because you were hanging out in the clubhouse? Yeah. It's a distinct chance that you're right. Yeah, I don't, I know. I don't know Jessica, so I don't really... But I mean, that's the sort of thing that can get you your boob touches in seventh grade. How would you know, like, you've ever touched a boob? <laughs> I, I have touched a no, boob. No, you haven't. You're so full of crumbs. I've never touched a boob in a seventh grader. Such a dinghole. You're hey, full of crumbs. Okay. All right. You know what, Scotty? I think you're being just a little rude right now. No, I'm sorry. I'm just really angry about this. Okay, that's understood. Just, you know, sometimes it's hard when you've got parents that are total dingholes. You got friends that are full of crumbs. It's like, you know, sometimes I just want to go out on my own and make my own life, you know? Okay. Well, I, what, what, what would your own life look like, Scotty? I don't know. Probably playing video games and touching boobs. What, what sort of career you imagine is going to allow you to just do that? A video game playing boob tester. <laughs> We are very proud to have on the podcast today, uh, you know, the major figure in the news these days, uh, you know, uh, uh, independent senator from Vermont, uh, the one, the only Bernie Sanders. It's a pleasure to be here today on the Sports 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 Podcast. Thank you. Hey, thank thank you for coming on, Bernie. We're really, really I feel like podcast senator. Yeah. I, thank you. I like the podcasts are democratized. Anybody can have a podcast. If you're in the top 1%, you can have a podcast. If you're in the 99%, you can have a podcast and have the same ability to share in the audience. It's a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. It truly is a great thing. Absolutely. But just uh, the, the reason we had you on today is just to clear the air a little bit about, uh, and, and I think people are a little surprised to hear that you're delving into NASCAR. I am decided to join the race that we call NASCAR. Okay. I'm taking a stand. What's your stand here? My stand is that NASCAR races have always been won by the top 1% of 1% of fastest NASCARs. Well, well yeah, it, it's, a, it's a race that's based on speed. Yeah. I don't think that should be true because it's only corporations that are able to afford those very fast cars. Well, well what is your car going to look like? My Obviously car is going to be completely unsponsored. What? I don't want any corporate money How because you, then if I become NASCAR champion, I am beholden to those corporations. I have to wash my clothes using Tide. I have to, uh, <laughs> whenever I buy uh, some sort of uh, 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 a uh, condom, I have to use Trojans. <laughs> and if I have to buy cigarettes, it's always Marlboro. Okay. I don't want to do that. I want to make decisions based on what's best for me and what's best for the American people. Okay, so no, no corporate sponsorships. So you're but, in a blank car. Yeah. I am in a blank car. It's going to be a Honda Civic, and I'm going to take all of the Honda and Civic paraphernalia and take it off so there are no distinguishing I'm, I'm, I'm characteristics. Sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, a Honda Civic? A Honda Civic? You're going to drive a Honda Civic in a NASCAR race. Yes. Bernie, I, I think you're going to lose by no, a lot. No, no. See, this is the problem. <laughs> is that the pundits out there think that just because you don't have a fast car, you're going to lose... A NASCAR race. Mm, but I think that they're right about that. That is not true. If you look at the statistics, Joel, if you look at the statistics, Joel, if you look at the statistics, Joel, you will see that anybody who enters a NASCAR race has an equal chance of winning to anybody else who's in a NASCAR race. That's not true at all. That is true. I think it's true until the firing gun. Right. At which case, a car that has a... No guns. A, there are going to be no guns in my NASCAR race. Okay, starting Unless flag. it is purchased... Legally and registered, not from those gun trade shows. Yeah, okay. That 
Fair enough. Sure, but, yeah. Uh, but the top speed for a Honda Civic is maybe... 75 miles an hour. <laughs> okay. The average speed in a NASCAR race is like 190. That's the problem, <laughs> is that those cars will have to slow down a little bit. If those cars are going full speed, how can we expect the middle class of NASCAR cars to be able to keep up? Right, this just seems to be a poor analogy for you to be doing right. this. What do you mean a poor analogy? <laughs> I don't understand what you're talking about. No, look, 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 look. Look, Jordan, let me explain this to okay, you. Okay, let me walk explain me through this it. Unpack yeah. it for me. Okay. I will not have any government sponsors, so my car will only be able to go 75 miles an hour. Okay. Now, I will drive it smartly. Okay. I will make sure that there are no extra parts. Okay. I will not have fuzzy dice hanging from the mirror. I will not have distracting wings coming out of the side. <laughs> it's just going to be a boiled down version. I'm not going to wear one of those fancy corporate NASCAR suits. I'm just going to wear a untucked, ruffled shirt and a pulled out tie with the back end cut off, probably from some sort of fraternity break in 1967. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you should probably wear a helmet. Uh, I'm not going to wear one of those helmets, okay. no. Why, so, why are you going to wear I need helmet? to reduce drag. Do you, do <laughs> Look, I do everything a little smarter. <laughs> I'm not going to go out there and just spend, spend, spend. All right? Just me, the Honda Civic, and uh, I'm going to surround myself with very smart people, and we're going to get the job done. Can, it's can, not going to be easy. Maybe I won't win the first race. You're just... But you're not going to change NASCAR by hoping that you're going to change no. NASCAR. But this you is... got to change it a year at a time. you got to go in and make smart choices for the American people. Before you know it, that unemployed uh, single mother from downtown Detroit is going to, uh, in the year 2065, is going to wake up one day and say, I'm going to ride NASCAR. I've got a $300 car. And she's going to be able to go and be the, the, the first inner city NASCAR champion, and she's going to be driving okay. a go-kart. Okay, let, let, let's just roll it Little back Little changes. It, it's, everything about your strategy is not going to work, Bernie. You're, you're just going to lose. No, I'm not. I mean, I'm no, not going to no. lose this. You no. will No, lose I've had a lot of people tell me I'm going to lose. way faster than you, and you will lose. No, those other cars are owned by millionaires <laughs> and billionaires and they have corporate dollars in their pockets, and the American people are going to wake up one day and say, not my NASCAR, not my NASCAR okay, is going to be okay. run by Tide. But Bernie, who's going to pay for, pay for all of the maintenance and the car and the fuel and all the things that That's need the to best part. You know how in the winner's circle, you get roses, yeah. you pour milk all over your face, yeah. everybody throws confetti? Yeah. None of that for me. <laughs> Give me a glass of lukewarm water and give me one high five by somebody uh, who has just been laid off from an auto plant, and I'll be fine. Maybe like a $50 gift card to Shell? I don't even need that. I would just give it right back. Okay. Do you know that Shell is run by billionaires, Jordan? <laughs> the Shell a, Corporation, you know, I buy all of my gas from a guy who pumps it in his backyard. <laughs> okay. But, but, like, how are you going to pay for that gas? How are you going to pay for the car? What happens if the car gets wrecked? How are you going to pay for the tires? The car will not get wrecked. And here's why. The car will probably get wrecked because it's going to have a whole bunch of NASCAR cars zooming by it at 70 miles an hour. They will not be zooming by, and here's why. <laughs> because I have been studying NASCAR, and I know that speed is not what wins a NASCAR race. What are you talking about? What, what wins a NASCAR wins race, NASCAR race is getting to the finish line first. That's true, but... Getting to the finish line first. And that's the mistake 
that the American people have been making is believing that the fastest car must win. Not true. That's how you get to the it's finish line first. It's getting to the finish line first. But you get to the finish line first by going faster. I supported gay marriage before it was cool. I don't know where that's coming from. I, I just don't know that that's your best move joining NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. That's an excellent point. <laughs> I mean, one, one area where you do will do well is not a whole lot of black people in NASCAR. So that sort of skews to your demo. I don't see color. <laughs> Certainly not at your That rallies. also might be a problem at NASCAR with the lights and everything. Yes, that is a problem. Yeah. I see everything in, in different shades of gray because color is for the millionaires and billionaires. <laughs> I kind of like your pared down aesthetic. I like, you know, you're anti-corporation, but you're also very, very seem fiscally responsible. Are you saying that you're feeling the burn? You know, I'm, Jordan, I'm a little... Are I'm, you feeling the burn? This is a very the convincing man is talking about running a Honda Civic in a NASCAR race. A Honda Civic is a very sensible car. It's probably not going to break down. What is going on right now? You're crazy. Know. I'm kind of feeling the burn here on this oh, one. Oh, for All Christ right, do you want to go eat a bologna sandwich out of a brown paper bag in the parking lot? Yeah, you know, We're yeah. Americans! Uh, We're Americans! Oh, my God. Sick of these millionaires and billionaires. Yeah! Today's podcast is brought to you by Sue.co. That's T-S-U dot co. It's the only social media site that pays you to post. So make sure to sign up through Sue.co slash Sports the Number 3 Podcast where you will get paid to post. And when you post, we get a little something too. So go to T-S-U dot co slash Sports the Number 3 Podcast to support this podcast. And now it's time for another wide world of Weird Sports! Wide World of Weird Sports. What do we got this week? This week's Wide World of Weird Sports, Lucien Petit Breton. Oh! Didn't he win the Tour de France in like the. Lucien Georges Mazan was a French racing cyclist. His pseudonym was Lucien Petit Breton. Oh yeah, Petit Breton. Oh, the the it's this it's this small Breton, somebody yeah. from Brittany. Ah uh, yes, Lucien Petit Breton. Yeah, yep. He was born in Plessis, Loire Atlantique, a part of Brittany, now part of Pas de la Loire. Ooh. All in Ooh. France, Jordan. Oh. He was born in France. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, when he was six, he moved in. Uh, he moved with his parents to Buenos Aires, Argentina. Where oh, he shit. took the nationality. Oh. So he's Argentinian. He's not French, Joel. Is it Argentinian or Argentine? Whatever. Uh, <laughs> his cycling <laughs> career started when he won a bike in a lottery at the age of 16. <laughs> That's how you'd have careers back then. They'd be like, yeah. I want a shovel. Well, you're a ditch digger. <laughs> Done! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Uh, yeah, I wish I'd won this before I got this PhD in physics. Uh, nope, ditch digger. <laughs> Keep digging, ditcher. Uh, as his father wanted him to do a real job, he adapted the nickname Lucien Breton for races to deceive his father. Ooh. His father was like, no child of mine will be a cyclist. <laughs> but who is this Lucien Breton? <laughs> Certainly not my child. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that went down. Later he changed it to Petit Breton, because there was already another cyclist named Lucien Breton. Oh my gosh! Yeah, what are the? It's kind of like SAG, and and the <laughs> other Lucien Breton was a a larger Lucien Breton. Yeah, he was 
Lucien Grand Beton. <laughs> mais oui. Mais oui, mais oui. Uh, professional career. He was, uh, his first notable victory uh, was the si- track cycling championship of Argentina. But in 1902, he was drafted in the French army and moved back to France. Oops. How can yeah. you get drafted in the French army yeah, if you're an Argentinian? Argentinian? Different time. That was when the draft had really far reach. They're like, we're going to come get you. We uh, got all those Poles fighting in the Civil kids, War yeah, Kids for growing us. up uh, in Ohio were just sort of like, oh, man, I've been, been drafted by Italy. Yeah. Again. <laughs> Grr. Uh, two, uh, so two years later, in 1904, he won the Bordeaux track event at, his, at the second attempt, having finished second the previous year. In 1905, he broke the world hour record on the Ooh. Buffalo cycling track in Paris with 41.110 kilometers. Yeah, the hour record's pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, that's where you just you ride your bike for an hour. As and you fast see how as you can, you right? Yeah. So you're like sprinting for an hour. But it, it's one of those big, like, if, if you want to be like a re- truly legendary cyclist, you got you to gotta break the hour record at some point. And that's what Lucia Petit-Proton did. Yeah. Uh, so the same year he started road racing and finished at Tour de France in an astonishing fifth overall. Ooh. In 1906, he won the third Paris Tours race and improved his previous performer you know why they by call finishing it Paris Tours. Fourth. Why? Because no. it it goes from Paris to Tours. He doesn't like Tour. Tours no. is a Tours town. Tours is, is a town in France. Oh, so the Tour city. de France is uh, Tour, the t- town of Tours? Tours is the city in France. The so Tours the Tour is France. an actual tour, Yeah. whereas Tours is a city. So is there a Tours de Tour? Tour de Tours? <laughs> tour de they, Tours? Did, they did it one year, but everyone be. was too confused and only yeah. hope people showed up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And if you did the like, Tour de Tours part two, that would be let's more Let's this in the bud. Yeah. <laughs> No more tour de tours. It just causes confusion. <laughs> no more funny business. <laughs> Let's all become French waiters and drop pies on each other. Uh, wine in a baguette. baguette. In 1907, he won the inaugural Milan-San Remo race before entering the tour. There However, you go. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> However, by the end of stage uh, five from Lyon to Grenoble, Grenoble <laughs> uh, his chance of victory looked slim. Losing contact with leading riders on the Col de la Porte, Ooh. he could only manage a 10th place. A 28 climb. minutes behind Emily Gorget. Oh, they had big time gaps back yeah. then, guys. Big time gaps. Who won his third stage. However, with the point system, time was irrelevant. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, they gave out style points? No, yeah, it was... He, it when was, they did, like, was, jumps, they would, like, mess with their wheels. Guys, best quit, decorated bicycle. Quit yeah. being <laughs> silly. You got points based on, like, where you finished, and whoever got the most points won. So it was just, like, who won stages that mattered. Now who is being silly. No silly business is Mr. Joel. Right. <laughs> he also won the Tour in 1908, becoming the first rider to win the Tour twice after winning the Paris-Brussels race. You know why they call it Paris Brussels? Because it goes from Paris to Brussels. Yep, that's true. As part of the all-conquering Pugio team that took the P- first Pugio, Pugio, the, the car company that Pugio. still exists. Oh, Poiget, a <laughs> team that took the first four places. Petit Breton won the tour even more easily with just 36 points, finishing outside the first four in just one stage. Behind him, teammates Francois Faber and Georges Passarou finished with 68 and 50, or 75 points, respectively. Oh, my gosh. I know, right? 
This was his last great victory. First World War ended his career. He joined the French army and died in 1917 (laughs) when he crashed into an oncoming car at the uh, front near Troyes. Was he on a bike when he crashed into a car? No, he was in a car. (laughs) (laughs) He crashed into a car. If he just stuck with the bike, man, he might still be with us. Yeah. You know what? War, guys. You know? Yeah. War. That's, I mean, they didn't run the Tour de France during, uh, during, uh... They didn't the do a Tour de Vichy? <laughs> they didn't do a Tour, they <laughs> dodged the missiles. Two, oh, sorry. The, dodged the shells <laughs> as they rained down on our heads. Yeah, I want to say it's like the first Tour de France was like in 1905, but the 100th Tour de France was 2013. Oh, so they so missed they eight they, years. They missed like a lot in there. And that brings them to another wide world of Weird Sports! Sports! Oh, oh, Joel 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 Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings the close on the sports. 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 Podcast. But before we go, we're going to bring back uh, Senator and your 2016 president, Bernie Sanders. Is this the microphone? That is the microphone, Bernie. I have to say, usually I don't do corporate sponsored messages. (laughs) Yeah. I, but because but I am taking no money, and you guys can confirm this, right, we yeah. are giving you I'm no money. I'm taking no this. money from the Sports 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 Podcast. I am just uh, on your program where you can listen on the radio for free. It's democratized. There is no millionaires or billionaires who are paying for this show. I promise you that. <laughs> yeah. You can find us on Twitter.com. You open up a computer, you cook it up to the wall, and then you go to <laughs> Twitter.com slash sports. And then you type in the number three on the keypad, and then podcast, sports, three, podcast, and there you put, you put in the at symbol, and then you can write a message, and apparently it'll get to them. Yeah. It, is no, that correct? That is absolutely correct. The way that correct. I said it? Yes. Yeah. All right, perfect. You can also find us on SoundCloud. SoundCloud is an independent startup, a small business. We're very pleased that companies like this can take down the millionaires and billionaires at major corporations like Apple. And find their own way by going to soundcloud.com slash sports3podcast. That's soundcloud.com slash sports3podcast. Type it into the keyboard and it'll go into your computer box. You can listen to more of these uh, radio programs. Oh, finally, you can go to uh, our sponsor at sue.co. We are not getting any money for this. tsu.co slash sports3podcast. It's another American startup small business where you can post just like Facebook and Twitter, only instead of putting money in the pockets of millionaires and billionaires, you are putting money in the pockets of the Sports 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 Podcast. So go to tsu.co slash sports the number three podcast. And when you post, they get a little bit of money that they can use to fund my campaign. My average donation is $27 from people just like the Sports 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 Podcast. Thank you for your support. Thank you, Senator. Hey, hey Joel. Joel, what's happening? I got a funny story. Sure. Really? That'll be a first. So I took I took a... Hey. I said that'll be a first. <laughs> I took a 20 out of the, the envelope from uh, Sue.co. Yep. Yeah. They hand us envelopes of cash. And when oh. Bernie took his jacket off for the, the end bit there, I slipped, uh, I slipped it into the pocket. Oh, he took money from so millionaires and billionaires. Yeah. Bernie has now taken money from corporate sponsors. Oh, no. Boom. Busted. Tricked him. Lights off. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. 
For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.